Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed. So the title of this is It's Never Their Fault. Now, if you're like me, you've come across people in your business life, in your social life, in your personal life, that no matter what happens, it's just never their fault. Isn't it frustrating? They can't see your point of view. They can't see that they had something to do or something to, to be blamed for, for the situation not going the way it should be. It's one of the most frustrating and and hair-pulling-out moments that you can possibly have. But it happens on a daily, daily basis. Now, I just want to give you a, an idea of something that's that's happened recently to me. It's not a big deal. It's not something that I lost literally any, any sleep over. But it's just to highlight the fact that it's never their fault. People will never, ever take responsibility and accountability for their own actions, or in this case, inaction. So I'll give you a bit of a backstory to this. I sent out an email to to all my clients, my database, um, basically saying that the tenant fee ban was coming in and a lot of people weren't prepared for it. Now, for those of you guys not in in real estate or property land, the tenant fee ban is something that I've spoken about before on the podcast. And essentially, it comes out um, 1st of June 2019, and it says that we are not allowed to charge any fees to our tenants. And there's a whole list of what we're not allowed to charge and and (laughs) a very small list, very small list of what we are allowed to charge. So in a lot of cases, it's going to massively, and I mean massively, affect letting agents, people who manage properties and let out properties on behalf of landlords. Now, in some cases, it's going to be around about 20 to 25% of their income, which is incredible considering the traditionally letting agencies, although it's quite a sustainable business, it's not a massively profitable business. And the majority of the smaller agents are probably anywhere between 10, 15, maximum 20% net profit. So if your your income generated by these fees were 20%, but yet your profit was 15%, you're pretty much insolvent the day that comes out, providing you haven't done anything um, about that. Now, in this, this newsletter that I sent out, it was basically saying that people weren't taking it serious. I'm surprised that questions are being asked on various forums and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all those social media platforms. What are you doing to beat the ban? Can I do this? Can I do that? You know, what does this mean? What can I charge this? Can I charge that? And I was just very, very surprised that people hadn't taken the time, the effort, and put the effort into uh, coming up with a bit of a plan or a strategy a lot sooner. Now, the excuses we always get when something like this happens is, I haven't got the time, or I didn't know where to find out the information. Um, To be blunt, that's an absolute load of codswallop on both accounts. Because you have got the time. Um, there's no such thing as I haven't got enough time to find out what the biggest change your business is, especially since we've had a pretty decent idea what's going to be included or not included in the 10th Phase Act since November 2017. And it's the end of May 2019. So we've had a year and a half to, to prepare for this and to come up with a strategy. And still, people are wondering and asking, pretty basic questions and they're not prepared. Now the second one is you don't know where to go to get the information. That is the biggest pile of horse shit I've ever heard. 
There's a wonderful thing out there. You might have heard of it. It's called Google. Um, and you type questions into it, and it gives you the answers. Now, again, because of the lag time that we've had, we've had 18 months to get prepared for this. We should have been Googling it as soon as we knew about it. Put it into perspective. It came out on a Monday, the, the tenant fee ban, when it was announced, and, and we had a rough idea. I mean, the fact is it was called the tenant fee ban, right? So it's a pr the pretty good idea that tenant fees are going to be are going to be banned and you know prohibited payments. So we had a good idea that we weren't going to be allowed to charge tenant admin fees up front. Forget about other little incidental charges, that's that's irrelevant. The big one, the main one that we weren't allowed to charge or we knew we weren't was going to be a fee for a tenant to move into a property. So within 24 hours of of, her, of learning about the tenant fee ban, I sat down with Adele, my MD, my senior management team and we discussed it and we came up with a plan. It was about a three, three and a half hour meeting, what, what potentially could happen. And if I was honest, 24 hours after it was announced, there was a lot of unknowns, right? Um, so we couldn't really come up with specifics, but we knew that tenant fees were going to be banned. What can we do to replace the income? Within 48 hours, so we had a three and a half hour meeting on, on the Monday and we, we threw some ideas around. The Tuesday we came back and we said, right, we've had 24 hours to sleep on it. We've had 24 hours to process it. And it was only Adele and I, and we came up with a plan. And we said, we're going to replace that bit of income by this. We're going to do that, increase our prices, decrease our costs. And we need to put a lot more emphasis on, on marketing and sales and getting more business in. So within 48 hours, we had a plan. By the end of that week, every single person in our company, in our business, was aware of the plan and what their specific and particular role was into achieving that plan. So within 48 hours, we'd, we'd had a plan. And by the end of the week, a further three days after that, that plan was rolled out. That was 18 months ago. And we're still getting people now asking about plans and strategies and what can I do and what are you doing? And yes, there might be people who've got a plan rolled out. There might be people who've got a strategy rolled out and they're just asking a question. It's more of a sense check than anything else. And that's fine. But when I sent this, this email out saying that, you know, people are either... Um, you know, who said they haven't got time or they don't know where to go, it's a load of BS. Um, I got a ton of positive comments back, an absolute ton. So, so thank you if you were one of those who give me those comments. And then I was tagged in on something on Facebook, which was interesting. It was just a, a lady, really, really nice lady called Lundy, who'd, who'd said, um, really agree with John, absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, he's so true. Why are people still asking questions now with, with less than a week, well, less than three or four days to go? And there was a few positive comments here, I can't believe it, can't believe it. And then people started to say, well, why being so negative? Why? Um, I thought this was a place to come and ask questions. So at first I was a little bit, why, why are they asking this? It's very clear from the, the, the original post. It's very clear if they read the, um, the newsletter, um, what it was all about. So they've, they've clearly not got, not got the thread. Um, and then after a couple of seconds, I thought, Do you know what? Let's, let's have a look at this. Let's analyze it because I'm a bit of an analyzer. So why are they feeling this way? Why are they making the comments they are? Because a lot of the comments weren't actually irrelevant and be made sense. It was a little bit haphazard, a lot of them. Um, and I came up with three basic reasons. So the first thing is they clearly misunderstood the original post and or the newsletter because it was very, very clear. Because what I, one thing I am, if nothing else, is very precise about the message I want to put out there. Now, yes, you could say that the wording and the communication was slightly... Um, uh, they didn't understand it 100%. But when you misunderstand a very clear message to the level and the degree that they did, they clearly haven't ta taken the time to understand it. 
right? It wasn't complicated. I'm not, I'm not an academic. I don't use huge, big words and, and complicated words, but they clearly misunderstood it. The second thing is they didn't actually read it. And this is what I think the most important part, uh, the point is. A lot of people, when they have an opinion, they will give their opinion based on skim reading something, or they will read it and they will only um, focus on one sentence or one paragraph of a, of a longer piece of work. So when they misunderstand it, and because they didn't read it, they're going to come out with some gobbledygook or their opinion, which if you look at their opinion compared in comparison to the original post of the newsletter, is going to be pretty polar opposites. So when people are saying things like, I thought this group was, we could ask questions in this group, and I thought I could say this, and I thought I could do that. My answer was, nobody said you couldn't. Nobody said you couldn't answer, ask a question. Nobody said you couldn't come on here for support and guidance. There was absolutely no um, sort of thread of that or evidence of that. What I said was, I'm very surprised that people are still coming on here and saying, I'm not prepared. What have you done? Because that is full admission that they've done nothing for the past 18 months. In no way, shape or form did I or anybody else say that groups aren't great for asking questions. But the point is, if you're still asking the most basic of questions around the tenant fee ban, which comes in in a couple of days' time, and you could have asked these 18 months ago, the fact is, and it is pretty black and white, you're not prepared. You're not, you haven't got a strategy and you haven't got a plan. And the last thing is, that if you take offence at somebody saying something like that, then you're probably one of the people that are not prepared and you just don't want to admit it. So what I mean by that is, is if, if I say something, if I say, um, you're not prepared, I'm very surprised, and you say, how dare you say I'm not prepared, I'm, not, I'm, I'm very surprised. The only reason that you can take offence at a statement is if it's true and it relies and it relays back to you. So if somebody says something to me and it's absolutely not true, I'm never going to take offence to it. The only reason somebody can take offence to something in that context is because it actually applies to them and they feel as though I'm having a personal attack on them. Well, of course I'm not. I'm making a blanket statement about people and if it just so happens that your circumstances fit that statement and you feel offended, well, I'm sorry, you're just offended. <laughs> there was no intent or malice needed, but if you get offended by the truth, then you're just simply offended and, and that's the way it is. Now, what I can say about this is the groups are very, very helpful. Some groups are absolutely fantastic. Some of the groups that are going are incredibly basic and they're asking the most basic of questions. And that's fine because life is all about levels. If you want to go on, and I'm not going to name names because I don't think it's professional or courteous of me, but there are certain groups that they will ask questions like, of, what is this? What is that? Like very, very basic stuff that in all honesty, a half decent letting agent should know or should be aware of. Now, you could argue that it's a sense check. You could argue that, but you could also argue that these guys are very inexperienced, not very mature in terms of their knowledge in the way that they operate a business, and they're just asking those questions. That is fine in that context. I've got no problem with that because we all, you know, we all have to learn, learn somewhere. What my problem is, is in the, in the issue I have, is again, it's just sort of reiterate that 18 months down the line, people are asking questions the week before the biggest change in our industry comes in, and yet they won't take responsibility and accountability for the fact that they're not prepared. And it's everybody else's fault. And they get offended, get offended when you say, why are you not prepared? So what I would personally do, and I've, I've been in these situations before, is where if I'm not account, if I'm not ready or something, for something, I will internally look at myself and say, right, what went wrong? 
for me not to be prepared for this situation? How can I be better prepared if something like this happens next time? If I had my time again, what can I do? What I do, and it's probably a, a little bit more, says a lot more about me and my psychology than anything else, is if I've had a, a meeting or I've had a, had a debate or I've had some sort of, um, I wouldn't say a conflict, but communication with somebody, I will internally analyse it um, afterwards. So if I'm leaving a meeting, I'll say, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that. And what I'll do is I'll replay the conversation in my head and and pretend I'm not mental, by the way, guys. This is this is generally what I do. And I'll say, right, well, they said this. I should have said that. They didn't say this. I should have said this. And again, what that does is, for the next time I'm in that situation, um, I will bring out those words or those phrases or sentences. I'll get my point across that I wish I'd had the previous time. It's all about those incremental marginal gains, those small little incremental improvements to get you better and better and better. Now, these are soft skills and hard skills. So hard skills being physical, such as if you're playing football or rugby or martial arts or, or some sort of physical activity. But soft skills um, is what I would call your mental game. So if you think that you can't improve your, you can only improve your physical, not your mental, then it's abs- you're absolutely, you know, you're incorrect. Of course you can improve your mental game. But you need to go over situations and go over things and how could I got better and how could I have said this and got this into the conversation if you are, are to improve it. So again, think about football, you practice and practice and practice and practice and you have a game, you look on the VT, on the video, you, you analyze it, you say, right, I was in the wrong position, I need to do this, I need to go there. Then why shouldn't you do that with your soft skills and your mental game? So that's what I do. I, I'll internally analyze things. I'll think, how can I get better? I should have said this. They said that and I stumbled a bit. I didn't come across very well. I was a bit dehydrated. I should have had more water. All these sort of things that go through my head so I can get better and better. So sort of bringing it back, um, if I was hadn't brought out a strategy for the tenant fee banner of had 18 months notice or there or thereabouts, I wouldn't be blaming somebody who sent out a newsletter. I wouldn't be blaming somebody who, who put a post on a forum and said, I actually agree with this. I would be turning around saying, do you know what? That's me. What can I do to be better? What can I do to make sure this hasn't happened? I'd, I'd own the situation because no one else is to blame, if I'm the owner, of course. I'd own that situation and say, do you know what? I've had my head in the sand. I've blamed time. I've blamed I didn't know where to go, a lack of information, a lack of knowledge and resources, which we all know is crap. So for next time, I won't make a mistake. So I just wanted to talk to you about that. I'm not going to go at anybody or I'm not going to name any names because I don't think it's fair. Um, but when you're dealing with people who it's never their fault, that's the way you've got to look at it. They're probably taking offence because it's true. They either didn't understand it or they didn't read the, the original post or the newsletter. So I hope that's been useful, guys, and I'll see you next time on Leadership Revealed.